Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Jesse, your DM. Cody playing Lazarus. Brennan playing Dis. Mike playing Nim. Britt playing Kenna. And we are Double Doubles and Dragons. We're a group of goofy Canadians that have gotten together to play a little D&D. Uh, sometimes we will say things that are inoffensive. We mean them as jokes, of course, and they're certainly funny to us, but some people may find this offensive. If you do, we apologize, but we don't want any hate mail about it. So just don't listen, okay? Uh, let's jump right into the action. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Quick recap of our last episode. We've been going through some of the downtime activities. We've set out a couple of things that each person wants to do. We've also set up a slight idea of maybe a four to six month time uh, skip might be required, but we're kind of tiptoeing into that to see if people are happy with that or not, and we'll kind of figure out where we come out at the end. We have had Dis decided to go first. He's been checking up on Fei Lin, found a building not at all destroyed like the other buildings around it, and has since recruited uh, Nim to go take a look at it. And they found some interesting things about the building, and we'll get right back into that. So, investigation rolls. Nim did really good. Dis did all right. I'm investigating. <laughs> so, Dis, we're actually going to start with you because uh, basically with an investigation role like that, I'm just going to give you kind of the general stuff that you see. So you decide to head upstairs. The way you find to do that is by going into the back room behind the counter. That room is also empty. It would usually be like a storeroom where extra materials are being stored or things that maybe don't belong right in the front of the shop. Completely empty. That room doesn't even have shelves in it. It's just completely empty. But there is a stairwell that leads upstairs, and in a lot of shops like this, the person has kind of their apartment on top, so you're hopeful. You proceed up the stairs, you get to that door at the top of the stairs, and much like the front door, it is readily open. So you just turn the handle and it pops open. You do a little bit of a check, you're not a fool, you keep an eye out for anything dangerous as best as you can, but... Very quickly, you realize you're probably not going to find much. The entire upper area has, in fact, been set up like an apartment, but the small kitchen area doesn't seem like it's seen any use in easily, like, over a year, if not more. There is a small room off to the side of that that seems to be a bedroom. There is a bed there with a small cot, almost like a prison bed, like just a very small, simple bed. It does look like somebody's maybe laid in it before, like there are blankets there and they're not as dust-covered as the rest of the building is, so they've seen slightly newer use, but there's nothing else in the room, there isn't even a nightstand, it's just the bed. While I'm checking around, I'm looking at the floor because you said it's dusty, right? I'm looking for uh, any footprints or anything, especially coming off the bed. Sure. So, around the bed, the dust has been disturbed. But in a very haphazard way, there are footsteps going in and out, but they go from the front door of the apartment to the bed, back to the door. Like, several sets of that. I'll go back down after that and just fill him on what I've seen with the, the, or the footprints. Sure. While you do that, Nim, you've been taking a very close look, looking for anything secretive, secret doors, trap doors, ways into a basement, really anything. You've crawled around and you have been meticulous. You, you don't, you don't like this bitch. And you, you're really trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Dis comes back, tells you about what you found up top, and you're kind of like, yeah, 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 in a minute. <laughs> you're, you're doing your thing. 
And you spend about an hour checking everything you can get your hands on. And you come up with nothing. Just as you're about to give up, you're checking the counter space. And as you're pulling back from the counter and looking up at Dis to tell him you've got nothing, you notice that something's been carved into the underside of the bottom shelf of that counter. You turn your head around, you get a little bit of a better look at it, and there is a very simple phrase written there, and it simply reads, Stop looking for what you can't find, and settle on what you can. Hmm. I love it when they all stop for a moment to write down the words I say. And obviously I pass that along to Dis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What language is it in? Uh, it's written in common. Uh, not even particularly fancy script. Just carved into the underside. What does it mean? <laughs> kind of want to try sneaking into the actual fireside now. Hmm. What, um... Uh, judging the hand or the carving, does it look... Like, is the writing style feminine, masculine? The way I'd mark those two would be, like, yeah. a more flowing, like, um, I don't know, like, lighter writing style. With due British to, writing versus ours. <laughs> due to the fact that it was carved, it's fairly blocky. Nobody's done any work to make the carving look fancy. It's just a simple up, down, left, right carving. I don't know if we're going to find anything else here. I don't think so. We, we probably head up and okay. fill in everybody else on this. Which one did you think? There's a body. Yeah, it's just like, there's nothing here. I mean, it does beg the question, why protect an empty building? It's true. Well, protect. Well, we Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, from the, from the blast. Okay, you return to the party, you fill the other two in. I guess, is there uh, anything either the two of you would like to add to the situation? I suppose that's where Lazarus would mention out his idea of readers and all. Okay, so okay. So controlling the readers and all. Yeah, so you pitch the idea that the greeter brought you specifically to that shop, and even though it had only been around for a while. No other customers, yeah. So. Yeah. That's suspicious. It does seem suspicious. Okay, there's more going around. Mm, someone already had these threads down for ages, and we were just the most opportune people to trigger. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting idea. It didn't necessarily need to be you. Maybe you just sort of fell into it. Could be. I mean, that does kind of seem like <laughs> everything that's happened. I want to go around. Uh, it's hard to unintentionally summon that demon from that Based yeah. on that kind of threatened 
conversation, I want to also extend my search into what would generally be, what would people be expected to see as repercussions to an adventure that caused something like we did? Okay, so trying to very carefully tiptoe around why nothing really seems to have happened to you? Yeah, and see if this is like kind of an overarching thing, like maybe it wasn't at just the level Phelan who wanted us to do this, but like something overall and they want to keep us in the same kind of position we were already in. Well, didn't they kind of tell us that though at the hospital when they were like, you guys shouldn't have been sent there? Mm. Yeah, that's right, because they right? kind of but so that's why we didn't get as much of a punishment because it wasn't just. Our I think. Yeah, yeah it I was think like Sergeant Strain said we're not being punished because after it was unleashed, there was nothing we could do about it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they ever mentioned something towards, uh, like, what Britain was saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can add that to the list of things that you're looking for. So who would be conspiring against us then? Would it be certain strain? Would it be the quest giver? You know what? I feel like Sergeant Yeah, I think it's going to be higher than that. Sergeant I think somebody strain. knows that Sergeant we strain know... Sergeant feels like a dog. Yeah. I think somebody knows that, that we know Maverick. Oh, they all know we know Maverick. Yeah, somebody told them that the first yeah. day you were here. And yeah, they're like, yeah, you're oh, being yeah, and then we have to play around because it. of your yeah. relationship to Maverick. I think one or I think you basically let it slip to the to the woodsman that brought you in. No, we didn't. No, yeah, no, we Maverick, like he saw Maverick, you. Maverick's what he was with us and yeah. they asked us how we knew him and we said, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And we were successful in deceiving. Correct. Though the fact that you are loosely associated with him definitely made it through to the stronghold with you. Yeah, but we won. Or I'm curious if that maybe they... It's not that they're, like, worried about us doing this, but that somebody was watching, they totally know, and this is all, like, some sort of plan to get Maverick back or something, or... Mm, it's an interesting idea. Something you guys haven't pitched yet. We don't even know if Maverick wasn't captured. Yeah, it could be that, too. Mm-hmm. Lucky could be the reason yeah. we get everything from him that he started. Could yeah. be. Alright, if it's alright with you, since we've done a little bit of this, I'd like to switch to somebody else, and we'll kind of keep doing a layered approach to Dragon the... Rock puzzle? Um, that depends. Uh, Lazarus, do you want to go next, or do you want to let, like, Kenna slash Nim go, and the each of you can work on your God's Puzzles a little while? Uh, yeah, I can just skip. Okay, that sounds fine with me. I'm not even really going to particularly time it. I, as long as we go for at least the four months, I fail to see how you could not solve them by then. Solid. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> I'll have to, one of these days, I'll have to take a picture of the puzzles and just so we can put them online. Just be like, these are the god puzzles they're solving. It's not anything special. It's just, you know, a Rubik's Cube and a puzzle I bought from San Francisco, I think, is where I got it. Um, But yes, so the two of them are going to work on their god puzzles a little bit. I apologize for anybody listening if you hear clinking sounds as one of the puzzles is metal. Uh, In the meantime... Nim or Kenna, or perhaps both of you, if you want to discuss more about some of the shared events that you're doing, who would like to go next and do a little bit of their downtime activity, maybe the first one to three weeks of their time? Uh, I'll go. I haven't really had any Kenna yet. Sure. That sounds perfectly fine to me. So we've got uh, the somebody to train you in the alchemy kit, looking up some spell scroll options, doing the farming rung stuff, or looking for kit are kind of the main ones I had for you. Yeah. So where would you like to start? Kit. 
Okay. Uh, so looking for Kit, where are you looking? How are you looking? What what of your skills are you employing? Man. Okay. So I think going back to the last place I saw her, if I which is you know going to be hard in itself because it's right by the fire zone. Um, but then tracking is going to be pretty much impossible because people are running. Also, a shockwave tends to obliterate footprints. Yeah, also that. Um, I mean, you are a druid talking to whatever life you can find. Yeah, probably is going to be what I'm going to end up doing is just talking to like people and animals. Okay. Asking if they've seen a little goat running around. All right, we'll start with the basics. You have to get into the exclusion zone first. Yes. In what way... We know how Dis got past the guards. How are you going to get past the guards? The charming of the looks. Um, <laughs> or I could just dream to a squirrel. <laughs> I like how she rolls her eyes at me like, oh, you're going to make me play the whore again, aren't you? And she's like, or I could just become a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's my fault she rolled in one on attractiveness. I think Kenna would likely turn into a squirrel. She's not naturally a whore. Alright, fair enough. So you turn into a squirrel, you very easily slip past the exclusion zone. As yeah. I mentioned before, it's it's defended, but it's not like it's being defended like it needs to, you know, be a prison or some sort of heavily fortified. It's just being casually watched for... Most people seem to be indicating that it's kind of being watched just to make sure people don't go inside and hurt themselves. Right. There's a lot of debris and unstable buildings and that kind of stuff. So, you turn to a squirrel, you sl- uh, slip past. I need a luck roll and a survival check. So, nine for luck. Okay. Not very lucky. And, uh... Thirteen for Okay. Kenna goes looking for Kit. You start where any good search starts from the last place you saw them. That in itself ends up being quite a task. There's not so much the road layout anymore, and trying to find where that little park was actually ends up being kind of the hardest part. All the rubble looks the same to be completely honest with you. Uh, You do find small amounts of life living in the area. There are certain things that can survive events such as this. There are small amounts of grass that manage to survive due to various circumstances. There are, of course, the ever-popular bugs, cockroaches, that sort of stuff that just seem to survive almost anything. So through speaking with these smaller entities, you begin to paint a small picture in your head of the area, and you it's a little bit easier to get them to direct you to where the park is because it is an area of nature and they kind of remember it fondly. And you do find a couple that have enough information to keep you going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, After almost four days of searching, you think you've got a handle on where the park is. So you spend the rest of that day, your fifth day, searching for the park. And just at the end of the day, when the light has already done its instant flip to darkness, 
you stumble around a pile of rubble, and there is a small open area where the park used to be. You can still see little bits of grass that were kind of skewered by debris, but don't seem to have suffered too badly. You can kind of still see the layout of the park. Uh, there was that tree there. It's been almost completely obliterated. There is a small stump there that is kind of the remainder of the tree. Uh, and there is obviously no sign of Kit there. But you've found the starting point. And I assume there's no tracks or anything? Certainly not. Yeah. Everything here's been windswept clean. Then I think I will try to think like a goat. All right. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> if I were a scared little goat and I heard a big boom, what would I do? Slash felt it. <laughs> which direction, from where I'm standing, which direction would the boom have happened? Uh, directly in front of you. In front of me. Yeah. So if anything, if she'd been pushed, she definitely would have been pushed, like, behind me. So I think I would just start looking okay. back there. I will note as well, you're not alone in these places. Um, in almost all of the areas you've gone to, there have been people that have been marked for cleanup. Uh, it was one of the first activities that the Lord of the Market Rung committed when he first arrived, was to basically organize people that had already lost their businesses or had lost their jobs were roped into cleanup duty. So there's a fair amount of activity going on in the areas as well. What are they wearing? Like, how can I... Like, what's setting them apart to be marked for cleanup? Uh, it's basically anybody in theory past this point is supposed to be here. So there's no specific uniform they're wearing or anything like that. There are wagons set up. People are very slowly doing the process of picking up the rocks, putting, you know, trying to clear spaces so that, you know, larger wagons can be brought in. It's a whole process going on. Cool. So I'd also enlist humans to ask them if they've seen a little goat or anything. Sure. Um, roll another luck roll and persuasion. It's a four for persuasion, but a 16 for luck. <laughs> okay. You, uh, it takes two more days okay. of searching, but you finally come across a young man who says that he th thinks he knows what you're talking about. He is from the area. He's one of the people involved in helping with street cleaning work in the area already, and has kind of been kind of roped into cleaning because of that. Uh, he does remember seeing a goat um, just before the blast, um, because he works in the area of the park. Um, however, the rest of his story leads not as lucky. Um, he wasn't around for the blast. He was rather thankfully away. He was pulled away by the guards when they were evacuating the area. To his knowledge, nobody moved the goat. Um, that's really all he has. Okay. Hmm. And from, like, searching back behind the buildings, like, I didn't find... 
Uh, nothing obvious. You've been searching around and doing your best to kind of sift through the rubble, but there's just so much rubble. Uh, current estimates of when the cleanup will be complete is a little over a year, so... I mean, it's it's gonna be a while. Right. I will note as well, I think you're the one so far that's gotten the closest yeah. to the original blast. Um, that entire section of the city, the skyline there, you're used to the sort of, uh, ephemeral bluish green that kind of dominates the skyline here. Yeah. There is a very clear division when you look in that direction where the horizon, there's that green layer of kind of wispiness and then there is a hard almost angry looking red barrier that is, it's kind of like um, if you imagine a circular mouth filled with teeth. Those the 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 barrier the breach is basically red charged angry looking teeth in a big circle on the horizon and in the middle of that void there is just an open blackness. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I would pass that along to these guys. Want to take a turn? Sure. Okay, we will take a moment and go to Nim. Nim, should we start with the laundry and work our way out? Sure. Okay, so, good news on the laundry front. As we mentioned before, you've more or less accidented your way into a monopoly on the magical cleaning services, and uh, it's served you well so far. Uh, within your first three weeks, you are almost consistently dealing with more customers than you can handle. Um, almost every time you've gone to your shop in the morning or when you haven't been there for an early part of the day, but you decided to go in the afternoon, uh, you have almost consistently come to a line at the door, we'll call, to the small stall that you've been provided in the alleyway. Um... So much so that on your, what would that be, about halfway through your second week, you're actually approached by about six or seven guardsmen that have indicated that should you wish it, there has been enough requests from the general populace that you be moved to a more accessible location and a more... Uh, appropriate for a large clientele building than just a small stall secreted away in an alleyway somewhere. Alright, I'll consult with my business partner. Ah. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah, that's a good call. Did I get a bigger spot? Yeah. Absolutely. If we have a monopoly on this, let's set this up as a business. Alright. Okay, so... The guards move your materials. Uh, they are actually even kind enough to donate the use of a wagon and they help you move the clothes you have. Uh, not, not especially because of the fact that a large contingent of your business has been the guardsmen, as they have a fairly stringent cleanliness requirement being a member of an organized militia group. So they have been definitely some of your best customers. They help you move. They move you to a building that is only one block away from the central portal. You are practically in the center of the market. Mm -hmm. uh, the building is only one story tall. They didn't have a building uh, with an apartment available for you. But they do set you up with a small uh, two-room space 
uh, one setup for intake and another setup for storage. And uh, they basically indicate that as long as you're willing to give the guardsmen a 50% discount, they're willing to give you the building for no rent. That's yeah. That's fine. So five hopper. Or should we try to or should we try to give them thirty percent off? Or or they still have to pay a silver, but they get the scent for free. That's still a fifty percent discount. Alright, we'll just go with fifty percent discount is fine. Okay. So they are more than happy to receive that. They help you move into the new location. People in general seem to be happy as well. They definitely prefer lining up here than in an alleyway. The neighboring group that you had, there were several people that had moved less uh, appetizing shops to alleyways around you. You were specifically only about 17 or 18 feet away from a guy who was doing tannering. So this is definitely a move in the right direction. Cool. Um, anything else you would like to do or ask around that avenue? Uh, well, I guess, like, if I'm that popular, I'd probably look into hiring someone okay. for intake purposes. Uh, what kind of person are you looking for, specifically? Pitch to me the resume you're looking for. Charismatic. Yeah, someone charismatic. Trustworthy. Definitely trustworthy. How, how do you tell, well, I guess, your insight. I'm very insightful. Okay. Uh, I guess it would be Ken and I doing the interviews, so... I would assume so. It is your business, after all. Um... Yeah, just charismatic and trustworthy are the main ones. Everything else. Because I'm the one really doing the work, so Mm -hmm. this person's just just there. They're just the face of the business. But that's why they need to be kind. Yeah, they need to be kind. Uh, follow-up question. How are you looking for this person? Uh, I guess, like, I would ask the guild if there was any, like, requirements on hiring. Okay, that's that's a very good point. They may have their own restrictions. Uh, do you tap any of your fellow group members? Not necessarily for the job, but, I mean, you know Lazarus is well-known in the farming rung and seems to have a decent reputation there. Dis is uh, attempting to infiltrate other types of sectors of the city, and perhaps employing one of them might go a long way to helping his uh, activities as well. Yeah, honestly, like just just based on what Lazarus has been doing, I think we would probably tap him first just to see if there's anyone that's been like working on the church with him that would fit the bill. Okay. Just because, like, you know, religious people typically pretty trustworthy. And <laughs> hey, in, in D&D world. <laughs> Let's not go too far. <laughs> Britt's like, I went to a Christian <laughs> just trying to. I'm just trying to think back to all the religious stuff I've had you guys deal with, and I realized I really haven't been too dickish with the religious people overall. No. Well, people building a church are trustworthy. I think farmers are trustworthy humans. Well, yeah. And the, who's building the church? Farmers. farmers. Yeah. Okay. So, Lazarus, they come to you for advice on picking a person. Uh, you've dealt with about 30 people. 
Okay, you're gonna have to catch me after a bit. Yep, yep, no problem. So they are looking for, like, the whole thing. They're looking for somebody to run the front desk of their laundry business. Yeah. They believe somebody who was assisting in building the church may be the best avenue, and they come to you. Um, they've obviously said they're looking for somebody trustworthy, sociable, somebody that can maybe handle things on their own, but isn't going to do anything crazy. Um, you can think of about five people in your head that you think might fit the bill. Okay, and are each of these farmers? Uh, three of them are farmers. One of them is, uh, the person right under Father Maxi, kind of like his deacon. Mm. Uh, and the other is a member, you're not really sure what his job is, to be completely honest. He doesn't really seem to be a farmer. He is almost working on the church consistently, but doesn't seem to be directly related to Father Maxi. He's just kind of been around a lot. But he's very, he's charismatic enough he comes to your mind in the top five list. Though slightly more mysterious. Okay, so where, where are they found again? Uh, they, I don't know. I, I guess uh, they could either come to you at the church, if that's what you've been doing for kind of the early part of your downtime. We haven't hit you yet, so kind of wherever you figure you might be might be the best place for them to find you. Uh, what are you... Hmm? Okay, but you just Go ahead. told them that you've got uh, the people. I, I told them that you've got five in your head. I'm leaving it to you to decide. It's a, it's a little bit of luck mixed a little bit with self-intuition. Okay, but then I'm just you're, but I'm just passing them the information of those people, right? Correct. And then we'll interview. So I guess If you're willing to give them all five. I've told you the five that come to your mind. It's up to you if you pass all five on to them. Sure. Okay. That sounds fine. So we'll okay, I didn't. All guys. Yeah, so I, I didn't intend it to be really heavy for you because I knew you were still working on the puzzle, but I didn't want you to feel like the transition happened without you. Okay. You pitch the five along, then, and I guess um, is there anything you want to check for specifically yourself before you pass them on? Because you're so far. Uh, for the first like couple of weeks you've been working on the church building, is there any feeling of selfishness there of trying to keep the people that have been doing really good work on the church for yourself? Oh no, you're no. comfortable with letting no. them have. I'll probably mention like for the three that I pass on, I'll probably mention they're immediately farmers, so you'd probably be looking more towards family members maybe to be hired because the farmers not have time. Fair. So if and then the rest of them will be done to the church. They're not there availing themselves or not. Okay, I think that's that's perfectly fine. So Lazarus, as he says, pitches you these five. He mentions three of them are farmers. They may be busy, uh, and mentions the the what he's aware of of the other two. Okay, I think should we just approach them and ask them if they'd be interested in interviews for us? Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll start with the three farmers. So each one of them, though flattered for the invitation. Exactly as Lazarus described, pretty much all of them are quite busy. They've been doing the church work in their free time because it's their church, they have that deep connection to it, but quite frankly, they just don't have the time to to invest in it directly, which leaves you with the deacon and the somewhat more mysterious individual. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, which one first? Uh, probably interview the deacon guy first. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So the deacon's name is Wally. Come back. <laughs> so, anything in particular you're looking from these people, like questions you might specifically ask them, information you're looking for. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> <laughs> don't say doing your wife. Don't say doing your wife. Don't say doing your wife. Doing your son. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it, it, we don't have to, because it is just downtime activity, we don't have to do it step by step. I'm just trying to gauge best which of the two you might find more interesting. Um, I guess just, I don't know, any specific questions for you? I think we'd probably try to ask, like, what they do in their free time, uh, if they're interested in getting a job outside of the market or outside of the farming run, if they can travel to the marketing run. Um, That's a good question, whether or not they're freely able to yeah, travel or not. Exactly. Um, because if they're not, we're going to have to get permission for them to travel because they have a good job. Um, mysterious, like we could ask, like, the mysterious guy, like, what do you do during the day other yeah. than working on the church and why are you so dedicated to working on the church? Sure. Um, just kind of like insight your questions. Sure. I don't know. Do you have any, does that sound good? Okay, so in terms of a general pitch, uh, Wally says he basically spends all of his spare time attempting to learn more about the Word of the Lighted One. Uh, he seems very dedicated to the religion. It's mainly the reason he is the deacon for Father Maxi. Uh, perhaps frustratingly, he's picked up some of the speech patterns of Father Maxi, so he's a little grandiose oh, yeah. in his talking. Um, in terms of freely able to travel... Through your connections with the guards, you've managed to basically cut a deal with them that you need somebody to help keep the shop running, and in order to make that work, they're comfortable giving passage to whoever you pick, uh, as long as they don't have a criminal record. So in that sense, you're fairly free. Uh, the more mysterious stranger, whose name that you come to find is Alex, uh doesn't have as firm of a background. He says (laughs) (laughs) easy guys, easy. Alex Alex says that uh, he more or less came to in the stronghold about four years ago. Um, He's been told by the healers there that he received a fairly significant head wound somewhere out in the wilder world and was just by pure happenstance picked up by one of the patrols and brought in for treatment. Since then, he's been a member of the Stronghold. He hasn't really had a concrete job since then, but he really finds he struggles with a near OCD level of meticulous detail. He's basically been using the church building as an excuse to do an outlet of that OCD. He's been making sure that every time a new brick is laid, it's been perfectly square and plumb. He's been basically attacking it with all of the attention he can give it to kind of redirect that nervous energy. So why hasn't he had a job in four years? Uh, Because he was only restricted to traveling to the farming rung after he was cured, or not cured, healed would be a better way to describe it. Um, He's only been able to travel that rung. He doesn't really have a lot of desire to do farming tasks because they just don't apply to the cleanliness and order that he seems to crave. 
So it just wasn't a good option for him. He worked under Lil for a little while uh, as one of the bar boys cleaning up the tables, but they found he was a little overzealous with that. Not in a bad sense, more just the farming rungs bar is really meant for people to just kind of spend the rest of their night hanging out. And he was a little bit more of the running it like a restaurant type of idea, clearing the tables so new people could come in. And there just wasn't that kind of turnover and that frustrated him. So Lil basically just gave him the option to leave or not. And he chose to, I guess follow up question for Alex would be, would he find working for a dry cleaning company fulfilling in his, endeavors um he seems to i i mean he basically you described to him kind of the duties he would be involved in and he seems to very much like the uh record keeping the needing to keep very meticulous records of who brought him what what services did they require uh he does seem vaguely happy that he wouldn't have to deal with any of the washing itself directly um but yeah overall he seems fairly excited so does wally to be fair uh both of them seem fairly open to the task can we trial them yeah, let's do that. So I guess the first, like, what, do you like, give me two weeks? Well, I was going to say just, like, give each one a day, like, back-to-back and see if he does better. Yeah, we can do that. Sure. And not really tell them that that's what we're doing, just say, hey, no. show up on this day, hey, you show up on this day. Okay, we'll try to keep it a little covert. Well, not covert. Well, I would say just like we want to, tr- but I would let them know that this is a trial, so they don't think they have the job. Yeah, so like, not like misleading them thinking they have a job, but just like, just so they they like don't think there's like a whole bunch of candidates. Just like there's a okay. Trial. So you're trying to be nice, but you're also trying to be clear that you need to vet them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that sounds perfectly fine to me. Um, I would like from each one of you a luck roll. We'll just do it by luck. Um, yes, actually. <laughs> you asked. Well, no, I'm just, I'm in contact. No, no, I'm totally all for it. You said all for it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally on board. Uh, so sorry, three? Yeah. Okay. Fourteen? Thirteen. Okay. So. The first day you try Wally, things go a bit weird. Uh, he is, as I mentioned, a little overpowering and preachy. Uh, it kind of reads more like a dry cleaner who's trying to save every soul who comes in through the door. Uh, but that's not really what kind of gives you a weird feeling about Wally. Um, there's a little bit of an accident at the church on the day you're trying Wally. Uh, one part of one of the walls collapses. Nobody's hurt, but it does set back construction a little bit. And Wally, in that moment, kind of decides that to him the church is more important and actually ends up leaving about halfway through the day. Okay. All right. Uh, as for the second day where you're getting Alex a shot, uh, give me another set of luck rolls. Uh, as Cody as well still. They double small numbers, so pretty small. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, we can't do that. Uh, five? Three? Okay. Six? Wow. Okay, not very lucky. So, second day rolls around and it's Alex's turn. 
the church is still having some problems. They've basically found that due to the way that that wall was constructed, they're going to have to take down a significant portion of it to redo it. There is a there is a war at play, it seems like, for Alex. There is definitely the idea of fixing the wall to be better this time versus your store. However, Alex does decide to continue working for the full day at the shop. And by the time the two of you finish your daily tasks and kind of come check on things... Uh, at first, you're extremely worried. When you approach your building, there is nobody waiting. In fact, the street itself is perfectly quiet, uh, which is definitely not how it has appeared to you almost every other time you come here. However, when you come inside the shop, your worries are more or less tempered. Uh, everything is perfectly organized. Alex is sitting at the counter. He's got a stack of ledgers about this high of forms that he's been processing for people. Uh, he appears to have taken it upon himself to create a more careful audit trail of the people coming in and has managed to process the daily's, the day's customers well in advance of your arrival. Uh, there is one downside, however. Um, he has appeared to have more or less taken the shop for his own. Not in the sense that he believes he owned it, but even when you come in, he demands you take your shoes off. Um, when you approach, he tells you to stay two feet back from the counter, uh, so as to not sully the clean products waiting for pickup. Uh, overall, he's a little controlling. I think we can, we can offer him the position, but he has to follow our rules for the store. I think we could keep the, like, unifoot away from the counter. Like, or, like, don't lean against the counter. But yeah. you can't get people to take their shoes off every time they enter the room. Yeah, just let him know that we'll keep the shop clean and not to worry about shoes in the shop. Because, yeah. Okay. Cleaning's not a big deal for... So. Alright, that seems fair. So you kind of, you, you pitch these restrictions to his more aggressive management style. Um, he seems amendable to those conditions. He, he seems willing to listen to you, certainly. Um, however, when you offer him the job, mm -hmm. he comes back to you with a condition of his own. <laughs> um, he doesn't want to be paid a flat rate. He's willing to take the extra time that he has found there will be when no customers are around to attempt to draw in more customers on his own. And due to being willing to put in that extra effort, he would like a cut of each um, profit, basically. He wants 5%. Of the total profits? Of the total profits. Three. We counter off here 3%. <laughs> he thinks on it for a little while, and you can almost see in his eyes him reaching for the four, but... He nods and says he'll settle for three. <laughs> okay. Sounds like we have a deal. Okay. Uh, I think that'll handle Nim and Kenna for the time being. Um, let's see. We'll just kind of jump back. How are you guys doing on the puzzles? You're just fucked? Yeah. 
They're quite puzzling. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just watching and put it together. Um, okay, so where that leaves us then is we've done about three weeks of downtime for each of you. Are you guys still liking the idea of going a little longer? What's kind of the thought process there? Uh, yeah, I'm done in a longer, so. Yes, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was in there and I'm like, ah, he's working on the puzzle. Uh, actually, let us do Lazarus right now. So what's kind of your top priority of the task you had? Oh, sorry. Um, so I've got jewelry shop, uh, getting your carapace repaired, um, removing tunnel fighter in exchange for a different proficiency, uh, trying to grab bits of world knowledge, though you didn't tell me through what process you'd like to do that. Uh, gaining influence with the church, and uh, uh, we had getting your ring back, but you've got that back already. And the merchants as well. Uh, yes. Uh, so I suppose the first thing, the simple stuff to do is probably find um, someone who can repair how much it's going to cost. Armor. Okay, yeah, we can definitely do that first. So, um, give me a... Hmm. We'll start with a luck roll for obvious reasons, and we'll go with, uh, let's see, other... Uh, we'll just go with persuasion in terms of trying to kind of find somebody that may help you. 20 and 13. Uh, 20 was the luck roll, or...? Okay. So, good news. Uh, mostly thanks to the catastrophe, there is a large number of people looking for work. In fact, even in the first couple of, like, minutes of you putting feelers in, just kind of be like, you know what I'd really like to do is find somebody to repair some armor I've got. You've got, like, seven people paying attention to you. <laughs> like, there is a large contingent of people that have been put out of their shops that are looking for work to fund repairing their shops. So uh, you don't want for contact. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, that makes things a little more difficult in certain ways because you are just really getting a lot of interest. All right. Well, then I'll very quickly be like, who's... I'll qu quickly trim them out by if any of them have experience with organic materials. Okay. That, that's a very good one. Uh, you easily lose 70% of the initial candidates mm -hmm. just by indicating that the armor itself is an organic material. Uh, that leaves you with about 30% of the initial people left. We're talking maybe 30 or 40 people that claim they could do it. How did I get surrounded by uh, it's mostly the entire market, as some of the other people have found out, is basically running on grapevine communication at this point. So even just the casual uh, a barman at the bar where you guys are kind of doing your day-to-day -day kind of decompression just happens to overhear that that's what you're planning to do. And the next thing you know, half the town knows that some big lizard with a huge piece of armor is looking for somebody to repair it and that it'll be a decent affair, so... Okay. And so I guess not talking to that many people, like one-on-one, -on -one, I'll discuss... I'll see those who... I'll limit it down and see who, which of the remaining really need it, like who's act, like I'll 
kind of like see if I can figure out and find someone that actually is like really in dire straits and needs to work. Okay, somebody who maybe specifically lost their building or maybe yeah. even worse. And then I'll also be um, seeing, checking out and seeing if they're interested in work. And obviously going to be interested in setting up a repeated, like, a rapport sort of thing here. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's all good. So let's see what we've got here. I'm going to go with... Okay. So, through those two conditions specifically, talking about looking for who maybe needs it the most and who can maybe do this as a running business forward. You come up with five people. Um, all of these people have a sob story. Most of them are pretty bad. Um, at least three of them have not only lost their building, but lost family members in the blast. Two of them lost their buildings as well as all of their tools and have had to essentially start from zero again, uh, which, at least as far as uh, the blacksmiths are concerned, is almost worse than losing your family. Um, the other... Basically, everybody's got a really good reason to need you uh, and are certainly more than willing to set up a, a, set up a more continued relationship. All right, well... I'm trying to decide what sort of conditions allows us to be looking for here. Um, so between those five, mm -hmm. how many? Because it's not like we can afford a down payment to get some shop started or anything right now. Um, you'd have to consult with your group mates as to exactly how much money you maybe have liquidated. How much do you have on you? Lazarus just has his person thirty gold. Okay. And what's the, the shared bank looking like these days? Not much. We have 448 gold, 959 silver, 2,000 copper. Uh, but we also have to be paying rent to the mill, mm -hmm. I believe. Yes, because you still don't have a different place to set up yeah. accommodations. Correct. Which was... In talking to yeah. all these people... In general, what's the cost to replace the, the tools they would need to finish the job? Um, most of them are indicating they realize you can't really pay for the whole thing up front, mm -hmm. uh, because not a lot of people have that kind of money chasing around right now. Um, what was the AC of the armor again? Uh, AT. Right. It's not full. Uh, no, it's a half plate for Right, right, it is a half plate. Totally right, okay. That gives me a little bit to go on. So, in terms of the tools, the ones that are missing, almost all of them are missing some of their tools. It runs the full gambit from one guy, perhaps you feel a little dubiously claiming he only needs about 10 gold to get going again, all the way up to um, a, a younger woman who claims she'll need about 60 to get going again, is kind of the spread. Okay, well, I suppose milk in between there allows us probably just bring it up and through. Okay, just, go ahead. Just easily. Mm. Alright, well, here's the deal. Lazarus has spoken to many of the craftsmen. Lazarus is now considering the possibility of burning ourselves, perhaps I repeated, 
rapport with one of these craftsmen that were able to also loan in to get their shop started. I guess we haven't really asked, how much is the driving? How much are we bringing in a day? Uh, in your first couple of weeks, which are easily probably your slowest, depending on how the rest of the downtime goes, I would say you're looking at a rough estimate before you get a really specific accounting going of somewhere in the order of between about 10 to 30 gold a day, depending on the flux in and out. Then I'll, yeah, Lazarus, we're, we're making some pretty decent gold with the uh, dry cleaning shop, so mm. anything you need for your armor, we kind of can, I feel like we can cover. Mm, yes, but for which are we going here? There's a few options and that's various costs. Well, I feel like the guys who are too low are just trying to rip you off and just take your money and run. So I'd probably go with like Maybe even just the most expensive one, because she might appreciate it more. Because, I mean, 60 gold's not really all that much to get set up again. There's such an eye roll from Kenna there. Two days of work. In order to secure ourselves, or be a craftsman. I know, I'm just saying that, like, just because she's the most expensive, maybe she's going to run away with the 60 gold. Right, Lazarus is just asking for the gold for now. You'll have to determine that one goes. Alright, well, how much do you want then? 40, 60? Lazarus would be fine, borrowing 40 for now. Okay. So, I guess you mark down a tab that Lazarus is just. Yep. We'll need to have a... You're going to have the running tab of, like, what's plus and minus from this. Yes. Yeah, I'll need to know, like, how much money we have. I, I would start with, for now, keep track of what you're paying out. We will figure out your in when we know how long the rest lasts. I'm just taking it out of the gold we currently have. Okay. That's probably a fair way to do it. Take it out of what you got until you run out. Okay. So you're going for the full 60, the, well, the young I'm lady? Gonna, I'm going to, like... Have those those few show me their shops. Like I've seen their shops and everything. Yes, for each of them. So yeah. I know that it, like the, each of their situations checks out. Uh, yeah, as best as you can tell, uh, for most of them, their shops are literally small rooms they've managed to beg from other people that they can be given to perform their craft. Uh, the young lady looking for sixty gold is actually working out of the same alleyway that Nim was in only a week ago. Okay. Did we ever communicate with her? I I suspect you probably had at least casual interactions with her. And what were the interactions with her like? Uh pleasant. She's a she's fairly young. She's a dwarf. Uh, you'd guess somewhere between thirteen to twenty five, but it's hard to tell with dwarves, and she doesn't exactly give out her age. Uh, but overall, she seems pleasant. The last thing I would do is ask around them for, um, ask around their crafts about their quality of work and work ethic before the, their shops alone. Okay. Just trying to get a general read on their craftsmen? Yeah. Okay. So, through that particular activity, you exclude two people. Okay. Um, two of them you find information on where it just seems to indicate that 
they did what you're asking for, but they were well known to be the kind of people you go to when you can't afford good people to go to. Um, and through that, you exclude them, leaving with you with three. That also excludes, by I'm sure no happen chance, the two cheaper people that were willing to, to kind of get going for less. Um, the two of the remaining people, kind of average responses. They do good work. Nobody's really complained. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, the last, the young lady, the one that's asking you for the most, mm -hmm. um, she does seem to have the best reputation. Okay. Um, she also belongs to a separate group of craftsmen that are all known as the Farthians. <laughs> Farthians, hey? Uh, the Farthians are just a group of craftsmen in the city who have been deemed to be somewhere within the top five of their field. It, it's kind of meant to be an upper echelon of recognition. Okay. Um, question, and I probably would have thought of this last time I was talking to Lazarus, but with the shop space we currently have, would we have any space left over to, like, host a craftsman? The current building you have only has the two rooms, a front room and a storage room for the materials themselves. Um, if you got creative with how you were moving things around, perhaps um, you may also be able to, within the next month or so, pitch for a bigger building. Um, you definitely are getting the impression that your business is becoming quite central to the recovery effort, uh -huh. not necessarily due to filling a need that can't be met elsewhere, but to being the fastest way a certain need can be met. Um, you definitely get the impression that give it another month and you could probably have a fairly significant building in your, in your possession. Okay. Is there room for us to live in? Perhaps. It depends on how hard you push the guards. It's well known they like your shop, and they seem to be getting a fairly good opinion of you as well. It's just up to you how much you want to push that relationship. We'll give it some time, but yeah, we'll push yeah. for a bigger shop. But yeah, so the young lady seems to be the top ranked of the three you have left, but she is the one asking for the most money, and she is the one who needs the most help getting going. Not only did she lose her shop, she lost her younger brother and both her parents in the blast. Aww. So she is all alone at this he point. The girl. Yeah. Alright. Um, so I'll head out, and I'll try and find that lady again. Okay. Not too difficult. Um, it, it actually, uh, it by, we'll call it uh, a certain amount of providence, she quite frequently uses Nim and Ken, uh, Kenna's shop. Okay. So... Um, do I have a name? Uh, yes, her name is Philly Blackhand. Is that a PH or F? <laughs> uh, an F, actually. Alright, so... And I'll just... Where is she right now? Just like... I... For for lack of a better word, she's living on the street right now. Yeah. Alright. Lazarus will take a stroll up to her. Casual stroll. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Philly. She kind of... There's that moment where, like, you can tell she's kind of in her own mind. But as you approach, and she definitely recognizes you, she lights up a little bit and just... Ah! It's you! Yes, it is. Have you come to discuss our contract? 
Lazarus has. Perfect. I assume then that you will be taking on my services. Lazarus, you would like it if you were prepared as armor? I thought you might. Uh, as it stands, I had every confidence that you would eventually arrive to the right decision, so I took the liberty of procuring some of the materials I would need, though that has put me rather significantly in debt. And as you discussed, you said you would need 60 towards... Correct. S- 60 will get my forge going again and the tools I need. I will still need to work in the alleyway at that price if you would like a more private workspace, if you're worried about somebody... Stealing the design of your armor or anything like that, we would have to talk about something a little bigger. Mm, that should be of no consequence. The materials are to find. That seems fair as well. Um, I did have a couple of questions for you about how we're going to go about this and that sort of thing, but I can leave that to once I actually get the, the shop set up, if that would work better for you. Very well. And I would also like a quick, concise list of all the purchases and materials when you succeed. Of course, of course, that that seems fine. Alright, um, so then, how long are we going to be looking at total costs? What's the further conversation? Um, she says that she's gonna need about two weeks to get set up. Um, especially because the forge will need to be basically configured and then tempered to make sure that it can get up to the right heats and that sort of stuff. Um, she recommends you come back in two weeks. She gives you a quite literally bullet-by-bullet bullet point of everything she bought, mm-hmm. down to the cost of the mortar for the bricks that she's using. It's very meticulous and well taken yep, care of. That's, um, that's basically it. She says, come... <laughs> in no uncertain terms, she basically tells you to come back in two weeks, and more discussions can be had. Okay. Cool. So, I'm going to Okay. Ah, here um, oh, I did forget, because yep. you guys didn't know her name at the time. Uh, Philly does have a small reputation within the group that lived in the alleyway that you guys were originally set up in. Mm-hmm. Um, she did have a rather unpleasant individual at one point, likened her name to the name of a horse, and she did beat him rather resoundly. Um, <laughs> yeah, she she's a dwarf. She's not going to take that shit. Nice. But outside of that, she seems like a perfectly pleasant All right, so then from there, it would be to find a simple... I suppose within the same conversation, I'd probably even ask Philly who, if she would recommend anyone to make minor trinkets out of wood and metal. Wooden metal. Um, she, she would probably offer herself afterwards to make the metal one. Yeah, she basically indicates if it's anything that needs to be fancy, she absolutely recommends herself. If you're looking for something made of wood or a more simple iron that's just... A container. She has some people she can recommend that'll be able to do it at a much cheaper point than she would, just because she'd want to put more flourish into it. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll just tell her straight up that since we're going ahead with this, I'll just have to take her to do it after two weeks. Okay. Okay. So the necklace will go to her as well. Might as well. Okay. That sounds good. Um, all right, we're just about at a break time there, so I think we'll take a break. Everybody's had a, a little bit of their interaction, and uh, we'll see how much longer we want to go today. Okay, see you guys in a bit. Wow, what a cliffhanger. I wonder what's going to happen next time. Uh, seriously, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening in. Uh, if you liked what you heard, share us with your friends. If you hated what you heard, share us with your enemies. Uh, seriously, though, like, comment, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll find out what happens to Double Doubles and Dragons next time.